Hello, good morning. Um, if some of you are looking at me a bit strangely, I don't have shoes on. Um, the Lord said to me, take your shoes off. I'm so glad I picked socks with no holes in. Um, because I was going to pick them this morning, but I didn't. Thank the Lord. Otherwise, you would have seen my lovely toes. Um, so, why have I got my shoes off? Because here we are on holy ground. We are going to have a mountaintop experience today where God's going to change our lives. We're going to go away changed. And we're going to see things happen, Right? Cool. Right. Okay. Yeah, Father, we want to thank you that your word is life. We want to thank you that you just guard my tongue and my mouth right now, that we just ask your anointing to come to fill me and just to really speak to your people today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So those who don't know me, my name is Barney. Um, I have a very weird accent. I'm from Essex, the best place in the world, after Manchester, obviously. Um, Salford, sorry. Um, so, um, yeah, I am from down south. I am on the uh, leadership team of the church. Um, I do the fast group with these wonderful guys over there. You guys are awesome. Can you just give me a shout? Yes. Salam. I'm learning Farsi. I know, Bastani. Bastani. Oh, sorry, I got it wrong. <laughs> oh, I was practicing that for ages. Ah. Oh, well, okay. Anyway, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, I'm also on the youth team here with Pastor Becky, who's my wife, um, and I oversee the. Uh, young adults group which is 18 to 25 which these guys are awesome um so before we start today i want to show a video so this video is life-changing this video will yeah we'll go from there anyway have a little look well you know it's going to be a good preach when it starts with a dead rat so that's what becky just said to me i was like fantastic thanks for the vote confidence anyway um, so what does a dead rat or a rat doing Push-ups? No, not push-ups. I should know that. Um, what's it called, guys? Come on. Who goes to the gym? That's it. Bench press. Thank you. I should know that, shouldn't I? It's really bad. I'm, a, I'm actually a fitness instructor, so I should really know that. <laughs> not good. Right. Anyway, so what's a dead rat doing um, bench presses do with the preach? Well, today we're going to talk about how our situation doesn't determine us, but we determine our situation. Okay? As you can see, the lovely rat wanted some cheese. Um, the cheese, who, I'm a bit of a cheese monster. Who's a cheese monster here? Yeah, some of us cheese monsters. I love my cheese. The problem is my belly doesn't like it and I become like a hundred stone in a day. <laughs> like this, it's awesome. But, so, like, we determine our situations as Christians, right? We're going to look at a Bible verse, um, which is in Judges. Uh, it's about Gideon. Um, Everyone knows, knows this first, but what we're going to do, we're going to go to the beginning bit of this first, because a lot of people don't really speak about this, but we're going to give a little overview of what um, Gideon was like before the Lord came to him. Um, so, um, this is in Judges 6, and it's, oh, it's right there. Okay, so it says this. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive... The Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in the mountains and clefts, caves and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted crops, the Midianites and Canaanites, that's probably not right how you say it, but there you are, um, and the other eastern peoples invaded the countries. They camped on the land and ruined all the crops, um, all the way to Gaza, and they did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. So they came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible for them to count 
um, them or their camels. They invaded the land and ravaged it. Midian so um, improvished, which means um, like took everything away from them. The Israelites, um, sorry, the Midianites so um, made them um, in poverty. The Israelites that they carried out to the Lord, they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of the Midian, um, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hands of the Egyptians and delivered you from the hand of all your opposers. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Ammonites in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under an oak in the orphan, how do you say it, the, um, that belonged to Joshua, Joshua um, and Abzi. So I'm not very good with these names. Um, where the son of Gideon was threshing, threshing wheat in a wine press to keep, the Midian, keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So we're going to stop there. We all know this story, right? About Gideon and he's doing his wheat in the wine press. You all know where you do wheat, you do it outside, don't you? So the wind carries the chaff away. Um, is that the right word? Chaff? Yeah, chaff. There you are. Um, and um, so he's doing a wine press. He's probably choking in that place. He's probably like <coughs> doing this stuff, okay? And he's hiding in this thing. And we, we all heard the story about the Lord coming and saying, you're a mighty man, a warrior. Come on, get up, go on and, and do amazing things. But what a lot of people don't talk about is what he's living in. He's living in the situation where people around him are saying, we've got to hide. We've got to hide away. We have to be in the mountains. These guys are coming. They're taking all our crops. They're taking all our animals. Oh my goodness, we cannot defeat them. Okay? The, he's living with people who are saying, we can't do it. We have failed. We cannot do it. The Lord has left us. Imagine if the Lord didn't speak to you for seven years. What would you be like? I'd be like, what? <laughs> What's going on? So these guys are in that culture. They're in this situation where there's nothing really good happening. They're being attacked. Their land is coming under attack by all these different people. Imagine you're seeing people coming up and you can't count them. They're just everywhere. And their camels are everywhere. What are you going to do? You're going to go, yeah, come on, I'll take you. You're going to go, no, stuff that. See you later. (laughs) I'm going to go and hide. I would hide. So he's been brought up in a situation. I feel really sorry for the guy. Because everyone's like, oh, come on, Gideon, what's wrong with you? Man up. I wouldn't say a man up to him. I'd be like, okay, mate, I, I get where you're at. Because everyone, his mum, his dad, all these people are saying stuff to him. Like, we've got to hide. We have to hide away from these people. So he's been brought up in this situation where he doesn't know anything except for this. Okay? Now, some of you might know, you, you might be brought up in situations where you don't know anything except for a certain situation. And this situation could be stuff like, I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at that. Your whole life you could have been told something. For example, when I went to school, I wasn't the best child in the world. I decided I would like to play games instead of listen to teachers. And when it came to my GCSEs, my, my, um, my teacher said to me, Barney, you're going to fail everything. And I went, no, I'm not. I'm smart. I know everything. I can do everything. 
Anyway, got to my GCSEs, guess what happened? <laughs> Passed. Oh, I like that, thank you. No, I didn't know, I failed. <laughs> I did, I failed one of my exams. I went to work and I, I just worked. But do you know what? When I was working, I actually started realising I couldn't read or write. I was, I was eight, no, 16, 17, 18, that sort of age, and I could not read or write. I was like, oh my goodness, how did I not realise this? I've been copying people, been looking, oh, right, what's what they say, okay. We're trying to write anyway. And the teachers obviously had seen it, and they, and they, I used to go to this support thing, and they used to say, oh, right, okay, Barney, you cannot read, you cannot write, you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you're going to fail, you're going to fail this, you're going to fail that. And I... So they're setting me up to fail straight away, aren't they, pretty much? So I went to the exam, failed it. Anyway, I went through life and I was like, oh my goodness. I had this over my head the whole time that I was failing at absolutely everything. And do you know what? I did. I pretty much did because that's what the situation was. I was thinking, I'm failing at everything here, and I did. I went to Bible college and my, um, my mentor, I said to him, mate, I want to let you know right now, I'm pretty pants at reading and writing. And he turned around and he went, no, you're not. You've got the mind of Christ. And I was like, what's up with this guy? I was like, mate, I've got my own mind. I know what I can do and what I can't do. And he was like, no, trust me. By the end of this year, you'll be able to read, write. You'll be able to spell. You'll be able to do everything. And I thought, you are a fruit loop. There is something wrong with you. Um, anyway, guess what? I could read and write at the end of the year. It was awesome. It was so cool. I, do you know what? I used to, this is a test me. I read that to you about how many years ago? Three years, maybe. Three years ago, I could not read that. I could not read like a little chapter of the Bible. I struggled so much. I'd be like, and the, the. But now the Lord gave me the mind of Christ, right? And now I can read, I can write, I can spell, I can do everything. But what happened was, I was in that situation where I thought everything was against me. Like Gideon, I was in that situation where I thought, actually, I can't do anything. I can't get out of this. I don't know what to do. My quick question, not to answer right now, but my question, quick question to you. Are you in a situation right now where you think the, the, the situation around you is determining how you act, how you behave, how you maybe do your finances, maybe how your walk with the Lord is? Because I know when I came from the south to the north, I used to live in the country, I used to live on a farm, it was amazing, my next door neighbours were smelly cows, it was great. I used to wake up in the middle of the morning, well in the morning hearing a mmm and, and like chickens crying out and all that sort of stuff, it was amazing. Um, and when I came to Manchester, I was bang, dead in the middle of a city. And I was like, huh, what? I could hear neighbours knocking on the wall in the middle of the night and I woke up going, we're burgling, someone's burgling us, what's going on? And Becky was like, it's okay, chill, it's okay, it's alright. So I was in this whole new situation where I was like, what is going on? So what I used to do when I was spending time with you, I used to go for a walk in the fields. And I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, Lord, oh, you're a great creator, this sort of stuff. So when I came to the city, I went for a a walk and I was like, oh, there's buildings. Great. (laughs) I was like, how can I connect with God here? I was in a situation where I was was out. I couldn't really deal with anything. I didn't know how to do it. But it's okay now. It's all right. I know I've learned how to do it now. The Lord helped me. Anyway, are are some of you guys in that situation where everything around you is dictating the situation, how you act? I really believe the Lord has given me certain things for certain people in this room, that there's situation, there's things being spoken over your life where God today really wants to change it. God gave me a picture of, you know, like a snake. 
When a snake sheds its skin, the skin comes off and he leaves it behind, right? In the same way today, God wants to do that with you, with the things that have been spoken over your life. He wants to go, do you know what? I want to chop this off you. I want to take it off you. Now, some of you here have been under financial things, where God's like, we heard it earlier, God's your, he's your financial provider. You're coming out of that situation today. There's something going to happen where you're going to hear something and go, do you know what, okay, God is going to be my provider from now. I'm not going to let my work or anything dictate me. Some of you are at work at the moment and it is rubbish. You hate every moment of it. You absolutely hate it and you're like, this absolutely sucks. Do you know what, something's going to change. Something's going to change today where you actually go into that work and go, do you know what, this is going to be awesome. Can I share a little story with you what happened at work the other day? I, God challenged me the other day. I'm a swim, by the way, I'm a swimming instructor um, and fitness instructor, but I teach swimming. I teach swimming to young kids. Um, I'm stuck in a pool for six hours. So, well, not six hours. How long? Five hours? Five, six hours. I come out like a prune. Honestly, I'm like, oh my goodness. I've, I feel like, oh, it's horrible. And I, I come home and I smell of chlorine. I do my exercise in the morning and I, sw- sorry, I sweat and the chlorine just comes out of me. It's lovely. Becky walks into the room and she's like, eh, 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 eh. man, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I am half chlorine. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm so weird. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, so I, I, I work in a pool and I'm, I'm teaching these, and do you know what? I, I, I like my job now. I didn't like my job because I was a little bit bored. Like, you have kids. You, the other day I got weed on. A kid actually weed on me. That's what happens in my work on a daily today basis. I get weed on. If your job is bad, sorry, I win. Okay? I get weed on. If you get weed on your work, we're, we're on the same level, all right? But yeah, I get weed on. But anyway, I, I, I really didn't like my work. I'm stuck in the water for five hours. I get weed on. I get kids crying. I get people complaining at me. Anyway, one day the Lord said to me, where, where is your mission? Where, where is your mission? Where are your, where's your heart at? And I was like, church? He was like, no, work. That's where your mission is. That's where you're called to be at this precise moment in time. Your work is where you're supposed to be at this precise moment in time to show me. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So, Lord, if that's right, show me. Give something to happen. Let something happen. Anyway, I was at work that same very day, and this woman came up to me in, like, absolute distress. You could see in her face, she was like, oh, I'm really sad. And, and I was like, okay. So, anyway, started speaking to her. And she went, my sister's just gone into a coma, just like that. Last night, went straight into a coma. And I was like, oh, that, that's pretty bad. And I went to walk away, and the Lord went, <clears throat> I was like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> what am I supposed to do here then? Um, so I just turned around to her and I went, oh, no, okay, let's just talk about it while trying to teach my kids how to swim. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I said, look, do you, do you know what I do? And she was like, no, no, no. I said, well, I'm... I volunteer in a church, I do stuff in a church, and I'm trained to do this and this and this. And I said, so can I pray for you? Can I pray for your sister? And she went, well, if anyone's prayer is going to work, it's going to be yours. I don't really believe in Christianity or God. And I was like, ah, it's going to change. Um, <laughs> challenge accepted. Um, and I went, right, okay, excellent. So I'm, I'm going to pray. Um, I'm not going to pray right now because I'm teaching kids, because if I shut my eyes, I might drown. That's not very good. So what I do, I pray when I get home. She was like, okay, fantastic. I went home, prayed. Came back a week later after my holiday, and I'm teaching kids, they've got parents around me and something, and this woman runs. Okay, if anyone's been to a swimming pool, you know you're not supposed to run across poolside, right? Because you slip, yeah? And she's a lifeguard, and she's like legging it, going, ah! 
Oh, Barney! Like that, and I'm thinking, oh no, she's going to fall over. This is not going to be good. And all the parents have looked at me, and I'm like, oh, hi. Anyway, she turned around, she never guessed what. I was like, what? She went, my sister came out of the coma the very night you prayed. I was like, what? I was like, that's awesome. I was like, that's cool, right? Um, and I was like, oh my word. Lord, that is really cool. Yeah, I'm still quite in shock. I shouldn't be in shock, should I? It should be, I, should, I should reckon that's going to happen all the time. But anyway, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So I went, oh, that's fantastic. So do you want to come to church? No. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. So there was Easter service. I was like, come on, come to church, come to church, come to church. She was like, oh, maybe, 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 maybe. Anyway, she came up to me, <laughs> came up to me a week later. She went, my father's really ill. <laughs> I was like, right, okay. I'm like a phone line here to God now. And I'm like, okay, great. So I said, okay, what's wrong with him? She went, well, I really want him to die. <laughs> I was like, that's not nice. Like, I was like, okay, but do you know what, what, why, why is that? She went, well, he's really not very well and he's really struggling. And I went, do you know what, I completely understand that. I went, completely understand that. Um, and I said, do you know what, let, let me pray. Let me pray for him. I'll pray at home once again. And I prayed. Anyway, okay, I don't know where my theology is at this, okay? So I just want to say that right now. But I prayed. Guess what? I prayed the next day. My father died last night. I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to be careful what I pray. Honestly. <laughs> I don't like my cat, let me pray for you. No, I'm joking. Okay, anyway, um, so, like, um, yeah, and I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, so do you want to come to church? She's like, no. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what's wrong with you? Um, so, right, I'm, work- I'm working on that lady. I'm believing that she's going to get saved, so you guys can believe me as well, right? But if you're in a situation at work, ch- I believe today something's going to change where you're going to be like, do you know what? I'm going to go into work, and the situation at work is going to change because I'm going to dictate the situation. Yeah? So... Just, in, are we going to be Gideons in our life where we go, okay, what everyone is saying or what I'm feeling or what I'm doing, like the rat, I'm going to be trapped in this situation where I cannot move. I'm going to be threshing the wheat in a wine press that's choking me with my very own fear. Because you know when we fear, we choke, don't we? We stop doing things. Like, if, if you have fear, like, to do something, it, you're almost like, yes, yeah, yeah, two spaces back. No, I'm not going to do that, don't you? But are we going to be choking our own fear or are we going to go, do you know what? I'm going to start bench pressing this thing. Yeah? Because it is down to us if we want to determine a situation or not. We, do you know what? Lord gave us authority, right? It says that in, it talks about the, um, the Israelites. The Lord took them out of, the, of Egypt. So they were, he freed them. But... They were almost living in the same mindset they were living before under slavery. You get me here? So they're sort of like living, yeah, yeah, we're free in the same land, in the promised land. But at the same time, we're going to hide. Yeah, you do what you want. We'll let you do whatever you want. And sometimes us as Christians, we can do the same thing. We can be like, yes, we have the solution and we have the authority given to us, but we're just going to sit here and do nothing. Right? Because I do it all the time. We just sit down and don't do anything. But do you know what? Today is the day where you can change that and say, do you know what? I'm actually going to stand on my own authority and say, I'm going to change the situation. Yeah? Because today, God wants to turn the sadness into joy. We were talking about life today. God wants to make life into your very lives. He doesn't want us to walk around like this. I love my life. I'm a Christian. Become a Christian. Be like me. People can be like, do one. 
go away, I don't want to be part of that. But if, if you're like, yes, you know what, I'm a Christian, I've got life, you know what, the situation is pretty pants, but I'm going to change it. People, I want that. I want to be like that, right? Turn with me quickly to Matthew 8, if that's okay. Uh, Matthew 8, 23 to 27. We all know this story. It's about Jesus and he's, um, and he's just got on a boat with his disciples after talking to people. And what they're doing, they're going across this lake and a big storm happens. Let me read it. Are we all there? Cool. Oh, it's up there now. Okay. It says this, 23. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came out of the lake so that, they, that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you, li- you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Do you know what? That should be us in our situations. Oh my goodness, my finances are absolutely pants at the moment. Right, right now I just declare that I am a man of prosperity. I declare right now that God is my source, not my work. I declare right now that my body is not going to determine if I'm going to do stuff because of illness. I declare I am healed. Right? We have been given the authority to change a situation. I think sometimes that Jesus looks at, like, the Lord looks at us like that. Like, we're like, oh God, I'm stuck in this situation. Oh. And he's like, you have little faith. Come on, what's wrong with you? Get involved. Yeah? Things are going to change when we start stepping up. Do you know what? I really believe us as a church are going to start things, seeing things happen. You know how we were talking about, Dave brought the word about shouting out aloud, right? When we shout out, we're speaking stuff into being. Over there, that's Media City. And over that, that, they speak to the whole world, pretty much. We have the ability to change what they say. How cool is that? That's awesome. So when we're praising in the morning, we're saying, Lord is great. Imagine if that echoes over there into a microphone. And they're like, oh, oh, what is that going on? How cool would that be? Because God's, okay, if God can make the sun stay still in the sky... He can make our voices travel further. Right? (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? So how cool would that be? So we, I believe us as a church, as we start stepping up and being louder and being more proactive, things are going to change. If there's a spare seat next to you, just look at it for a second. That spare seat, with you being a little bit more noisier, could be filled with one of your friends or one of your colleagues or one of your family members. How cool would that be if, like, in a week's time, because you've been loud and you've started speaking into a situation, I go, oh, that's my next-door neighbour there. Hey, how you doing? How cool would that be, right? Just because we're a little bit noisier. Because we've just got to be noisy. Us as English people like to be reserved. I know I come from a really, really traditional English family where everyone sits at dinner table. You don't speak until you're spoken to. Isn't that right? If, if Becky speaks out of turn, my dad goes, <laughs> like that. And she's like, she's like, hang on, don't shush me. <laughs> my wife, she does tell people. She's awesome, I love you. Um, and so, do you know what? Because I, I come from that family. So, what us as English people, we can be a little bit like reserved. and mm, Yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. 
Man, God wants us to be like, yeah! Yes, awesome. Right? And that's even in our workplace. I'm not talking about going in and going, getting like a little box out and going, the Lord says this. Because people might be like, what? What's wrong with this guy? But you, you, you get what I'm saying, right? The Lord wants us to step it up and start speaking things and start being the voice and start changing our situations. He wants us to determine, not be determined. Is that right? Got that right, yeah? Awesome. Because he wants us to change the situations. Oh my goodness, we all live in so many different situations that we don't have to live in. Me, myself. Do you know what I was preparing for today? And I sat down next to Becky and I was like, Ah, I don't know what I'm going to preach on. Well, I did know what I was going to preach on, but I didn't know what I was going to say. She went, don't let the situation determine you. (laughs) I was like, all right, okay. (laughs) Because it might be little things. Let's not let the situation determine how we act. Let's act how, let's determine how the situation is. Right? Got that right, yeah. Again, a bit tongue-tied, sorry. So what we're going to do, I I just want to... I just want us to do like a real, I know this is really, really short, but I want us to do like a little bit of response because I really believe, you know how a, a snake, like I said, comes out of his snake skin, right? He just doesn't sit there and go, snake skin, come off. Snake skin, come off. Snake skin, come off. He has to move. He has to like get his butt in gear and go, right, okay, I'm going to do something about this. He's got to like, sh- like I think, I don't know, rub up against a rock, don't they, or something? Yeah, am I right? I don't know things. That's awesome. Um, so, like, they, they, they are proactive in getting the old skin off. And in the same way, I think we need to be proactive today. I think there's actually, like, a little response that we have to do to say, do you know what, actually, Lord, I don't want these situations to determine us. I don't want these things to make me feel like this anymore. I don't want people to say things and then me go and hide somewhere anymore. I want to be someone who's going to stand up and go, do you know what, I'm going to speak to this situation that has no authority over my life anymore. So today, if there is stuff that is your situation that's holding you back, if it might be, there might be loads of situations. There might be something that is there. We're going to worship. And do you know what, I, I know this is my, I don't know, yeah, this, this is good, let's do this. I, I just want you to literally come forward and I just stand in this bit here, around here. And it's literally us going, do you know what, in my seat I'm leaving the snake again. And I'm going to come and I'm going to worship. And I'm going to come and worship in the middle Because I'm not going to be determined by that God knows where you're at, just as he knew where Gideon was at. God do amazing things Because life. Gideon sent an angel There's to say, There's been things spoken over you that are not of God. And do you know what? That situation is no longer going to hold you back. But God's got something great for you. Snake's going off. You're not a snake, but he's taking the old thing off, right? He's taking it and going, I don't want that anymore for you. Because you're, you're a new person to stand up. Because you're awesome. Honestly, you're amazing. You're so cool.